When the final horn blows, when the game is finally over and it's done for good, what do you do? How do athletes cope with life after sports? Today's guest is going to give insight into that topic. You are now tuned in to the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles. Extraordinary people with extraordinary stories. Sitting down with a hot dog extraordinaire himself, Mike Rudd. Now, on to the Chronicle. Coast Marketing Fun with Mike, a.k.a. Hot Dog Stand Chronicles. Interviews with real hot dog extraordinaires. Our goal is simple, to tell their story and to hopefully inspire you and give you some ideas to set out with finding your own hot dog stand, aka a passion or calling in your life, and to launch your own community idea that you believe in or whatever it is you want to do in this world. If you like this podcast and want to join the crew, head to my website, marketingfunwithmike.com and sign up for the newsletter. Marketing Fun with Mike's goal is to help you live the life you want and deserve. So I'm excited to welcome to the show author of the book, The Crucial Decision, What to Do After Sport, and owner of his own company, Jonathan.biz, is the website, out of England. And yes, it is another international guest on the show. John joins the Hot Dog Sand Chronicles today. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you doing today? I'm all right. How are you? Fabulous. Uh I haven't heard that little intro before. That's very good. I like that. Thank you. I appreciate little, that. Little jingly music. Yeah, it's good. I like that. Working, formerly working at a radio station has its uh, perks. <laughs> well, it's not what you know. It's who you know and all that. Exactly. That's for sure. And it's who knows you as well, but that's another story. That's right. Well, uh, let's jump right in. I want, uh, mm. if you could share your story and a little bit about yourself and uh, how you came to... Uh, where you are right now in your career and life. Excellent. Well, it's it, probably you've guessed that I come from the north of England. Um, Sheffield is the geometric and cultural centre of the universe and um, the rock group Def Leppard. The athlete Jessica Ennis, Monty Python, Michael Palin, they're all famous Sheffielders. And um, I, uh, I, I kind of accidentally slipped into management, really, and management consulting in, in, uh, in particular. And I worked in the last... I worked for six local authorities in the UK in six years doing whatever they asked me to really. This was a very high paid, high stress job living out the back of my car uh, and, and I'd done all sorts of things, IT, systems implementation, workflow, um, staff recruitment, call centres, project management, all kinds of things and whatever they asked me to do, I, I basically did it. And... So I, so I know quite a lot of, I can hold conversation about most aspects of management without being a kind of specialist in IT or anything like that. And when I got out of that, when, when the, the, a lot of the money uh, that paid for this ran out, I got into uh, trying to sell. Well, I don't, no, I'm not trying. Trying is not the right word. I was selling uh, management training. Um, stand up, straight up and down management training. And then I realized that... Um, the world can manage quite well by itself without any more management training. I mean, if you're there, <laughs> if, if, you've got, if you've got something like presentation skills training, you know, your competitor is effectively Amazon. Because if you type in presentation skills training course into uh, Google, uh, 
then there will be a sponsored link by Amazon and or eBay and or I don't know, whatever your big bookshop. Barnes and yeah, in the Barnes USA, and Noble. We've got Waterstones. Yeah, they yeah, Barnes and Noble, Waterstones online. Yeah, they're they're effectively your competitors. And I thought, well, hang on a sec, because I wanted something that I could do at home remotely because the kids were little when I was out doing my consulting. And I'm glad I, did it, glad I did it, but I, I wanted something I could do remotely um, from, like I said, from home without having to go out and, you know, do the little worker bee thing. And about two years ago, uh, I don't know if you know how elite sport is funded over here, Mike. Uh, uh, I mean, Olympic sport. Uh, I'm not talking about, you know, soccer and cricket and rugby union, rugby league. I'm talking about um, sports, what you see on the Olympics. Yeah, uh, it's funded by um, national lottery tickets. You go to the petrol station and buy a lottery ticket for a pound. Some of that money uh, goes to fund uh, elite sport, and these guys are funded to win um, Olympics, European, Commonwealth, or World medals. I mean, you know, coming second is no good. And if you look at something like track cycling or rowing, uh, we're very good at that as a, as a nation because. Like money is no object for those guys. They've got the resources. Is this getting on to the next question? Sorry, am I am I no, going too no, fast? No, no. This is actually this is great. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the, it was one of the those. Next question was going to be how did you get to the point where you realized you could really help ex athletes? <laughs> and I think we're going right into that. So keep going. Well, that's well, that's excellent. You know, because you know you you tend to find people drift into uh, people drift into where, like I said, I drifted into management. Really, I drifted into becoming a supervisor, then a team leader, then a manager, and people drift into where they are without really having much of a clue as to where they're going. And it was on TV that after the London Olympics, uh, certain sports were going to lose or had their funding cut because obviously the London Olympics. Uh, we, we we feel the teams in sports who are never going to win uh, anything. At. I mean, I mean. So so the story was basketball, water polo, synchronized swimming, and weightlifting all lost or lost a significant part of their funding. I mean, we're never going to win anything at basketball, you know, because it's like you guys for a start, <laughs> and 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 the Spain <laughs> and 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 Spain and all the uh, the Far Eastern Korea and all them. And, I, and it was like a, it was like an aha. I thought there's there's smart people out there, basketball players, because you don't get to the top in say uh, water polo without years and years of practice. I thought there's smart people out there that are literally thinking, what shall I do now? And I thought, how can I how can I get to them? Because do, doing consulting, you kind of uh, interim management, you kind of get good at at. at tuning out all the bs that there is around there because you can't got time to get um bogged down in it you've got to get in get stuff done and you know get out and and each assignment was about a year in in duration so you've got to, you've got to get and, and i thought yeah they're the kind of people that are switched on motivated will do what i tell them when i tell them um without the kind the general kind of baggage that you know I don't like doing this. So these are people that are used to showing up on time, doing what they're told and having specific goals in time. They're my kind of people. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that when something happens, they don't want to do it. They want to blame somebody else. They weather the news, you know, immigrants over here, we all tend to want to blame them. And it's, I, I want to try and, I like, I like to try and rise above all that. Yeah. Uh, and so that I, I started then to, 
how could I get to these people? Bearing in mind, we're not talking about the Beckhams uh, of this world. You know, or, or we got Gary Lineker over here, who's an excellent England international that's a multi-millionaire. We're not talking about that guy. No, no, we're talking about all the all the guys that um, dedicate their whole lives to that and then never make it, which is the ninety-nine yeah. percent. Yeah, the guy that got released as a goalkeeper, or the guy that came ninth on the back of a load of credit card debt, or the guy who, like you said, who was got released at age, you know, late teens, early twenties. There's a whole. But they don't put a sign on their head that says, hey, I came ninth and I've got 100 grand credit card debt to show for it. So I thought, how can I, how can I get to those people? Um, and the quickest way to, to do that was to just do some interviews. So I went to good old LinkedIn and joined a few groups and uh, said, hey, I want to, want to interview ex-athletes. If you are an ex-athlete, please give me a call. Uh, and to my surprise, you know, I got I got uh, Paralympians, hockey players, gymnastics, table tennis, swimming, triathlon, rugby union, rugby league, soccer. They were just some. They were just there, and they, yeah, I'll t- I'll talk to you. Um, and out of those interviews, then the crucial decision was born. The concepts in there, watching sports on TV, watching how ex players. Uh, behave as pundits on TV, um, and and that's that's simply how the crucial decision was born. I mean, I, I said to these guys, "I'm doing research for a book. Can you help?" Uh, in some cases, they said sure. In some cases, they said yes, but don't. Uh, I don't want it published. This is just a you know a, a favor kind of thing. In some cases, that we got to the end, and they said, "You know, I really thank you for that." They, they even said thank you to me. Thank you for that because. Um, Nobody had ever, since they were in their middle teens, nobody's ever listened to them or asked them without kind of sponsors or parents or, co- or coaches. Been, no, there's no, been nobody there to to just let them articulate. I, uh, what completely, I completely agree with that. I think there's a huge, uh, in, in our country, in your country, in countries all over the world, it's like, where, what did you find most, I guess, maybe startling or surprising when you were talking to these ex-athletes? Was it that they really didn't know what to do and that nobody's listened to them for so many years or was there another finding? No, I don't, I don't mean nobody's listened to them. Um, I mean that they've not had anybody to talk to out of the glare of, you know, the, the spotlight, the limelight, so to yeah. speak. They've got no, yeah, they, there's no kind of what I call private drinking club where they can go and just hang out with the guys and talk about guy stuff because somebody's yeah. there with a camera or a keyboard or a microphone, you know, and, and even, even the, you know, we've got a footballer over here who wasn't a very, it was like the third, third tier of football. Uh, he, he got, probably not, not, not that wise to talk about it, but he, he got, he's in his third appeal against a rape conviction. He was like a third level footballer. And he's on the news, you know, he's just started his third appeal. So he, even at that level, there's a big spotlight if they do something wrong, you know, or, or, or whatever they do, there's a big local spotlight. And so just just talking to these people gave me the, um, the confidence that there was something in this. Because I didn't know when I, start, when, I, when I started off, I didn't know whether there was anything in it or not. Yeah. Um, but I knew that these guys had the mentality that I shared the athlete mentality. So now, now you're doing that. Um, the, the book, the crucial decision is out. 
What, what's your favorite part then about working with these individuals, these ex-athletes? You're almost helping them, I guess, in a way, build their second careers, perhaps? Yeah, and, and I, I um, the most interesting part is working out what skills are transferable. So we've, we've got a concept called the, the participation arrowhead, where you can work, you can almost work out where you are in a sport in terms of how many people play it, so if you look at something like soccer uh, over here, I guess the participation arrowhead for cricket, for instance, in India, Pakistan, and Bangladesh would be would be bigger and longer than it is in the US, yeah, because there's less people playing it in the US. Yes, Cr- cricket in India, uh, Pakistan, Bangladesh, massive, you know, big, bigger than soccer is here. Working out what they, where they are, uh, what skills they've got and what, how those skills can, and personality can be adapted to, um, the real world is a real kind of, it's really insightful in some cases to see the light bulbs, uh, switching on. I just want to say that, um, I mean, I know a big aspect of your show is giving people, um, motivation and tools well talking 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 to what i'd consider people that were out of my range has given me the confidence to they're just like me i mean i've, I've interviewed ex-england rugby union internationals you know and and uh, a lady that's won something like 10 ironman titles and um people that have been to the paralympics and the olympics and these people these people aren't these people aren't out of reach for normal people, if you know, if you've got a story and an angle and a, and a reason to talk to them, yes, I they think will that's, give you that's key. Yes. Uh, some time. And, yeah. and that's, uh, you know, and, and so I, it's given me the confidence to do that. You know, I was just little Johnny who lived in his little, you know, uh, and did a little bit of management. Well, hang on a sec. No, I've, you know, I have interviewed, and that's a fact, interviewed ex-England Rugby Union internationals and people that have been to the Paralympics, etc., um, and that's a currency for me, but I don't know what's the answer to that question, but it's a good answer to a question. <laughs> yes, no, it is. And I think, I think what, uh, you're right though. There is, if you have, you have to have a story and an angle though, to talk to those people, but if you can solve their problems and deliver them happiness, and there's a big gap there where after they, their careers are over, they, <clears throat> they still have great skill sets but nobody's really tapping into them and nobody's really guiding them or mentoring them or telling them like, here's what you can do. I tell the kids that I coach in basketball every day, this, this is great if we win this game, but you need to learn how to lead, how to be a great teammate, how to do this and how, you know, how to listen better because mm. all these skills that you play in sport are transferable to your career, but uh, sometimes we lose focus at that and i'm sure a lot of those ex-athletes once you tap into the they have tons of great incredible transferable skills just it's almost like nobody's told them recently that they have them yeah and that's that's interesting i mean that one thing that i worked out was that elite sport uh, is is very much like the military in that if you're in a team you have to do a very specific task for for that team and, and the team whose individual soldiers, if you like, do the best of their tasks the best, they will win the game more or less. And that's probably true in most in most team sports. But there's a whole there's a whole thing that have been that have been shut down. I mean, you know, most people these days 
can't show up on time with the right stuff. And when I was to coach kids' athletics, I say, you know, if you if you turn up on time with the right stuff, you're in front of most people these days. <laughs> let's yeah. be let's be right. Um, getting past the ego is sometimes difficult. And you know, when you when you booked your when we when we spoke, you kind of went online and booked a time that that that's me kind of outsourcing it to you. And that's one of the tools that I use to kind of get past the ego. You know, if you want to talk to me, you've got to make an appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I don't great. want, yeah. And it's, it means we don't have to bat backwards, but you just pick one that suits you, you know, and it's me kind of saying, I'm not, this is when I'm free. If you want to speak to me, then pick when is suitable for you. You know, and, and so that's just one little tool to get past the egos, which are there, you know, um, what else was I going to tell you about? Something else. I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah, it's interesting that, um, like I said, going back to the, uh, I don't know what I was going to say. Anyway, move on, Mike. Sorry. Uh, got, uh, <laughs> if you come back to it, you just, block, you just yeah. jump right in. Yeah, I'll come back to it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So when, when you were writing that book, um, that is not an easy, easy process, even if you were getting a lot of great information and interviews. What are a couple things you would maybe tell people who've thought about either writing a book, starting, I mean, you went from <clears throat> this management consulting business and you were kind of mm. like, okay, now what do I do? What's the next step in my life? And you took a chance on something, uh, something you believed in that you felt was there. What advice would you give some people that are thinking mm. about maybe doing one of these things? Um, well, I'd, I'd got a bit of a head start in that I'd written two books before. One was called Confessions of an Interim Manager uh, and one was just called Management Book. And so with the Confession of an Interim Manager was just like a diary, really, of, of uh, my time living at, by the back of a car. So I knew how to write. The Management Book was a collection of, or is a collection of blog posts. So I knew how to write. I'd got, I'd, if you're not comfortable writing, I mean, kind of more than a blog post, you've got to, you've got to figure a way how to get stuff out. Assuming you've got the stuff in your head, you've got to figure a way out how to physically get it out. And that could be either writing or dictating or um, some kind of shorthand, whatever the way to get the, um, get the stuff out of your head onto paper. And then you've got to be organized and all those kind of mechanics. Um, As far as writing a book, you've got to be clear who is going to read it. I mean, that's, I would say writing the book, as somebody said, just gets you to the start line, uh, which is true. And, and uh, obviously, hence, we're having this conversation now today because of that. Um, that only gets you to be, so be clear, be clear on who is going to read it, uh, what you expect them to do as a result of it. Like I knew I'd, I'd got to, uh, I'd got to write something and I'm going to update it actually. So there's a good chance that hopefully I'll be on again because I've got a load more stuff to uh, to go in for kind of the 2016 edition. Uh, be, be clear why you're writing it. Be clear what you want to do. Be clear of the strategic doors you want it to open. Um, and from consulting, I mean, I'm a very kind of straight up and down guy. I just get on with it. We, we there's, a lot, there's a lot of procrastination out there. Just, just start. And I've got about, my wife goes mad at me, but I've got about three kind of more books in, um, draft format. Okay. Uh, and they're in kind of you know, the, in the virtual garage with the bonnet up. You know, sorry, whatever you call it, the the hood up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ready. And and I'll, I kind of just get. I'll have a couple of hours on them every now and then. Um, do not underestimate the time it takes. I mean, 
Amazon are great in that they give you all the tools to, to do this, um, but you've got to do it yourself. So don't underestimate how long it takes to, you know, design the cover or, or, or all the spell check, all that kind of baggage, it's, it's all those kind of tasks. But everybody should do it. Just get on with it. I mean, I mean, our 15-year-old is talking about writing a book because he can, because Amazon give him the tools to do it. You know, there's there's no reason to uh, to delay any longer. No, uh, so that's perfect. And you know what? I think that what you just said there is just great great advice for everybody. Uh, don't procrastinate. How you run your business? No nonsense. Don't procrastinate and get on with it. Just get on with it. I mean, there's no. Uh, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of. <laughs> I was going to write the procrastination book, but but I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I've not got time today. <laughs> I mean, all these things, all these things that we've got, uh, and we're talking about this the other day, actually, on a, on a webinar, all these things that we've got, all these kind of tools, they're actually there to, 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 uh, to disturb us. And honestly, the best way to do it, I found, is to, uh, well, one of two things, go to the public library and just sit and write, or B, unplug your internet. And that is the only way you are guaranteed to get stuff out because all these other tools and things will just interrupt you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think no you, piece of paper. Hmm? I think you've already kind of given the the final words of wisdom for someone trying to live a <laughs> life they want to deserve. In that, you know, get on with it. Don't procrastinate. Just go do it. What about who? Um, who do you like to you know best help? And how can how do you help ex athletes if there is an ex athlete? listening to this podcast um you know what can you do for them uh give them clarity um give them a clearness of thought process uh we've got a we've got a, a range of business models that we've proven that other people have used we can just use one of those templates if you like um and just bolt it onto you obviously we'll need to do a bit of um, fitting um, in terms of you to the model, but we've got we've got five business models, uh, which are uh, uh, coaching or management back in the same sport, uh, selling something back to the same or related market, being a pundit or a uh, a, a commentator on a sport, uh, get a And we are back on the air. You know, when we're going uh, country to country, sometimes uh, technical difficulties occur. So I'm going to jump back in on the podcast. Jonathan, uh, we were just talking about your the five models that you use to help ex-athletes. Yeah. So I mean, this, is just, this is just purely by, by watching and observing people, uh, looking at ex-athletes on TV and in the paper. And we can, we can plug... Uh, an athlete into one of these proven models and the first one is um coaching or management back in the same sport so that's you know from being a player to and to, to being a player to going to be a coach 
selling something back to the same or related market using uh, something from the participation arrowhead or the awareness ladder. Uh, being a pundit or a commentator on a sport, and that's that can be difficult if you're in a ver- relatively minority sport, so like volleyball. Well, then the thing would be you're going to be a, a, an ambassador for teaching kids how to throw and catch using your um, uh, <clears throat> using your um, participation arrowhead uh, position. Uh, you could become a professional or motivational speaker, and you you look there's athletes that are doing that, uh, or you could get a job. You know, go down the job centre and and get a job. And we've got we've got proven templates that we can just plug people in, almost like a skill analysis. Which one is the best for those in terms of their current aspirations and um, personality, skill sets, etc. We can we can just plug people into them. And then obviously, how do we make that fit in terms of a future career? You know, there's loads of examples out there, and this goes for anything really. There's loads of examples out there of people that are doing or have done what you want to do. So just sit and watch, you know, what's the saying? Two ears, one mouth used in that, that proportion. What I love, and, uh, what I love about that is just, it's, it's to the point there's action, there's uh, results and you just go from there. Excellent. That's uh, just get on with it. Well, that's a good that, I like that. That's your, that's your line. That is, that is going to be the quote in the newsletter. Just get on with it. Just get uh, on with it. So let's jump into the lightning round questions. Okay. If you could have one word staring at you in the bathroom mirror to motivate you in the morning, what would it be? Uh, am I allowed to do one word? One, yeah. one word. One word. Uh, I don't know. Activity. That is great. Because mm. without that every day. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. If you were forced to move to America for a summer, where would you live? Well, I'm going to sidestep that. Because I spent three weeks in Canada this summer, I'm going to say somewhere near the Canadian border. Great. Here's what I want to say. We had a week in Toronto, which was very nice. Toronto's lovely. I, I, we, yeah, nice. My wife and I love it there as well. Nice. What is one book everyone should read this year? Oh, mine. Crucial Decision. Perfect. I, I always I always wait for people to answer that. I'm hoping they're going to say theirs when they have one. <laughs> well, what, I mean, yeah. What else are you going to say? I mean, you know? <laughs> no, that's right. No, there's there's, there's, there's listen seriously, Mike. There's a good there's a everybody should have a good dictionary. I think, uh, and or a thesaurus because there's loads of words out there where are we can use what are kind of dying away, which people still know what they mean. Um, we, we, the, the number of words what we use is getting narrower and narrower. So, so get a good. It's getting all these marketing phrases are getting, um, getting worn out. So, get a good dictionary and a good thesaurus. Great, great advice. How about now? You mentioned uh, earlier with uh, from uh, Sheffield. Uh, Def Leppard is from there. So, yeah. Would, would you describe being a one arm one arm drummer more difficult than doing an Iron Man? Or which one would you think is more difficult to do to pull off? Well, I don't know actually. I think I've got. Two, I'm lucky to have two arms. Um, uh, I don't know actually. I mean, I'm kudos that you were a Def Leppard fan. Kudos for that. Oh yeah, big, big, yeah. big Def Leppard fan. I've seen him. I've seen him three times. I think. Yeah, the story behind those is that um, two of my Wednesdayites and two of my Unitedites, and for people outside outside England, Sheffield Wednesday and Sheffield United are our two um, two soccer clubs. 
And so they couldn't agree. The Wednesday Knights didn't want to play at Bramall Lane and the United Knights didn't want to play at Hillsborough. You know, and so they agreed to play at the Don Valley Stadium, which is what was an athletic stadium. That's that's the story about them. Nice. Well, yeah. what what goes, final question, what goes on a get on with it John Senior style hot dog? Um, well, I don't know. That's an odd question, that. What goes on it? <laughs> Um, well, I would say if you have anything kind of hot dog spicy to eat, you've got to make sure your significant other has as the same. So just ask, just ask your wife; she'll know. That kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to delegate that. I don't know the answer to that. I like that. I like the delegation. <laughs> hey, thanks again for coming on to the show. Uh, I enjoyed it. I hope you did as well. How can people cool. best keep in touch with you and check out your work? Well, you can go to uh, jonathan.biz, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N.biz, and uh, you can find a million ways to contact me and um, look forward to speaking. Great. Well, we're going to sign off now, folks, until the next edition of the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles. Thank you for listening, and here's to you taking action in your life and having some of that activity that we were talking about today. This is the Hot Dog Extraordinaire Mike Rudd and John Sr. signing off. Spread good vibes. Demand the best from yourself. Carpe diem. You were just listening to the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles. Until next time, the Hot Dog Extraordinaire has signed off. Thanks for tuning in.